This is Goddess Complex Podcast. Welcome. We appreciate you joining us as we're here to grow, build, and develop a business community where we tap into our highest potential. Goddess energy is in our DNA as black women. It is the blueprint to reclaiming our power. We are your hosts, Nicole and Sharon, on a mission to empower, inspire, create, and personify black goddess magic with you. Hey, welcome to episode 12. Today's guest is licensed psychotherapist and black girl extraordinaire, Pamela Johnson. Let's go. Greetings and welcome to the Goddess Complex podcast, episode 12. This is your host, Nicole. And this is Sharon. And we welcome and we appreciate your listening ear. Absolutely. Hi, Sharon. I'm so happy that we are recording um this morning even though it's a little rainy and i know everybody's kind of suffering with the you know polar vortex that's happening in you know middle america but that gives us an opportunity to spend some time so you know people are stuck inside maybe they're listening to this to this podcast and it's going to be a great show today because we actually have our first guest with us yay (laughs) that is super exciting super exciting so um, let's just jump right in. I'm so glad to introduce a powerful, powerful sister on the call or on the podcast with us today. Um, her name is Pamela Johnson, and she's a psychotherapist. Um, she's a licensed clinical social worker, and her career spans from working with diverse families, um, from multi-ethnic, cultural, social, economic um, backgrounds. She provides therapeutic services that are person-centered, and um, she really wants to focus on the client as being the expert of themselves and and providing them um, expert-level tools. And and her theory is therapy is a collaborative process. And the reason why we wanted to have um, Ms. Pamela on today is to continue on with what we were talking about um, the last couple of episodes when we were talking about traumatic events and reframing your story, um, giving you those tools that you need to um, live the life that you really were, you know, come here to live. We didn't come here to suffer. We came here to just really um, be a beneficial presence on this planet. And how is it that you do that when you have some kinds of um, traumatic events or stories kind of holding you back from, you know, you being your highest self. So um, with that in mind, I really am glad that um, Pam is on the line um, with us today so that we can get a, a professional perspective um, on your healing processes and um, just tools and resources. And so we're just going to find out a little bit more about Pam and, um, Hopefully we'll have a really good conversation and you'll be able to glean some benefit from what we're talking about today. So welcome, Pam, to our show. <laughs> Thank you for that, Nicole. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. So we'll just um, just get started. Now, speaking of getting started, how did you um, get started on your journey as a psychotherapist? Like, Can you walk our listeners through that? Absolutely. Both of my undergrad and graduate work are in social work. And after I graduated from college, I just assumed that I would be a social worker. 
Um, however, I accepted a counseling position with a nonprofit agency, and um, I loved helping others improve their lives. And as they say, the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what would you say um, compelled you to become a licensed therapist? Well, you know, I really enjoyed um, the work that I was doing, you know, helping um, youth and families uh, work through issues. And um, but for me to be able to do the deeper work, um, I had to become licensed. So um, just to do that processing and to be able to um, utilize certain interventions, um, I um, had to be to be licensed. So, okay. Yeah. So so that's great. So in order to really get in there and help your clients and have access to certain tools, you definitely have to be a licensed professional. That's important. You definitely, when you're thinking of counseling and resources, I'm going to seek, you know, professional help. You definitely want to go to a licensed therapist. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, perfect. So um, can I just switch gears and just kind of ask you, um, did you have any personal hurdles or um, anything that you faced? Um, and if so, how did you overcome them? Tell us a little bit more about you. Okay. So it was a lot of work becoming licensed. Um, it required a, a lot of dedication and discipline. I had to balance work. Um, I had to um, obtain my clinical hours. And then I still had my, my home life to deal with. Right. So um, I, it I did require a, a lot of self-care. So just really been uh, mindful of, you know, everything else I had on had going on at the time of uh, pursuing my licensure to making sure that I was taking care of myself. And so I think that in doing that, um, it made the process, um, you know, t- it made the process um, a good process and very rewarding when it was all said and done. Wow. That's, that's such a profound statement coming from, you know, someone with your background and, you know, it's so important to, you know, have that self-care piece of it. I think we covered that on previous shows where when, you know, ladies, when we have these goals that we want to achieve and they seem, um, you know, pretty big and daunting, you need to be able to have energy to, you know, act to, energy stored up to be able to keep going and to persevere. And I think self-care is a, is a really big piece of that. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so as a therapist, um, when you have, since you have an extensive background treating those, um, with like childhood trauma, I know I'm kind of um, switching gears, but what would you say, um, would be some of the top modalities, um, that you would use like to help people work through that? Okay, um, I found um, cognitive behavioral therapy to be very effective in working through trauma and other mental health related issues. And that CPT, um, what it does is it challenges faulty or distorted cognitions. And, um, I, and it's um, evidence-based and the research has uh, proven has proven that our, our thoughts and our feelings and our actions, they're all interconnected. So when we go through these experiences and we have these events in our lives, it's not um, the event that causes persistent distress, it's what we tell ourselves about the event. So I really like that it, the approach is like, okay, we're validating what happened, but we can get stuck there. 
but it's what we tell ourselves about what happened that keeps us in bondage. So really being aware of like um, our thoughts are directly related to our feelings and then our actions. Okay, that's so huge. We were just talking about that um, on the last show. In, in essence, is that like the reframing piece or kind of retelling of your story um, so that your feelings are um, also changed about, you know, how you're, you're interpreting, you know, what happened to you so that you can sort of um, make a different, so you can have a different thought process, which will trigger different feelings with, which then tr trigger different behaviors. Is that, am I understanding that correctly? You are, that's absolutely correct. Uh, you know, if, if you're having a, an a unhelpful thought about something, more than likely, you're not going to feel good about it. Mm -hmm. And a couple of things can happen. You know, you can maybe want to stay in bed all day or you maybe uh, get into an argument or, you know, some action that's not favorable. However, if that thought was something more helpful, more than likely you're going to have a positive emotion or positive feeling and your actions more than likely uh, would be more favorable. Wow. Okay. Wow. So in you in using this particular modality, cognitive behavior therapy, I think it was. Yes. Um, what types of transformations have you seen or um, when, you know, others have or I mean, without getting into specifics, just in general, um, what types of um, changes have you seen in your clients? Okay. Well, often by the time a person seeks support, they're pretty, they're, they're hopeless, very helpless about their situation. Okay. And um, I hold that hope for them until they're ready to hold it for themselves. And so oh. when, um, when they're able to make that shift, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it's mm. super amazing and super empowering from coming from hopelessness and helplessness to, okay, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm hopeful, like there is another day, like I can do something about that. So that's, um, amazing when that that happens and also um what we call radical acceptance and what radical acceptance is is like when we're accepting that we cannot change the past we cannot change other people and you know the reality is is that sometimes things are just are they just are so mm -hmm. when a client is able to accept that they that things that do not change that things don't change but we change super empowering. So when those happened, um, you know, it, it, those are amazing transformations that I've seen. Wow. Mm. It sounds like it really empowers people to sort of take the lid off of what they think is, you know, possible and kind of the get, you know, release what has been holding them back from moving forward in their lives and allowing them to get unstuck. I feel like the fact that there's a professional there that can, you know, like you were saying, hold the hope for them um, until they can do it for themselves. That's a huge, huge piece. And wow, you're such a powerful, whew, this is great. This is, this is just a powerful concept. And um, would you, would you have any sort of, um, you know, recommendations for those who feel like they should seek professional help? Um, how do you, for instance, how do you know when it would be appropriate for, for you to reach out and, and seek professional help if you're going through something? Does it always have to be a traumatic situation or could it just be 
you know, simple stressors in life and you may need, you know, more tools to be able to, to cope or. Right. So, um, for, and that, um, so, uh, that was kind of compounded, but that's okay. Sorry. So, um, so, um, when to kind of know if you want to seek professional help, um, I would just say like the advice I would give a person is that, you know, whatever you're going through, you don't have to go through it alone. Like, you know, there are professionals who are out there to, um, uh, su- to support you. And, um, if you're, um, I, I, if a person is, um, these are some signs where I think it would be beneficial that these are red flags that, you know, you might want to go see a professional. If you are experiencing like persistent sadness or anxiety on more days than not, you know, if you're abusing drugs, alcohol, or another maladaptive behavior to cope, if you're experiencing some type of loss or grief, or maybe if something traumatic happened, um, you, you know, you probably would benefit from seeking some professional help. Now, if you're experiencing suicidal ideations, or if you're a danger to yourself or a danger to others, I encourage you to please, 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 you know, um, reach out to our nationwide hotline or call 911, and I can provide that number uh, before we end today, Nicole, if that's okay. That's okay. That's perfectly fine. And I will actually add some of these resources um, to our description so um, people can have access to them too. Okay. For that. Yeah, we definitely um, want to let folks know um, that, you know, there are resources out there and you do not have to suffer alone or in silence. So yes. And um, then to um, finish with answering a part about, um, everyday stressors. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Therapy isn't just for trauma or other related mental health issues. Uh, Many people participate in therapy for relational issues, for work-related issues. Maybe there's just the life adjustment. And then you have, you know, our normal life stressors. So therapy is a safe place to just work through a variety of issues. It doesn't always have to be crisis or traumatic and um, it doesn't have to be long-term. In fact, issues can be resolved in four to six sessions. Okay, great. And Pam, I wonder like for some people who are not sure on how to choose the right therapist for themselves. What kind of advice would you give in a person that's searching um, right. for that right person? Because there's always a fear about talking to somebody that you don't know. And sometimes you may feel like um, if you do go talk to a professional, they may judge you, you know, and if you're already um, dealing with self-depreciate, self-depreciating type feelings, you know, a lot of times that, makes people not want to talk to a therapist. Um, So can you give us um, some pointers on what people, because our, um, our uh, crowd, Mm -hmm. you know, our listeners, you know, generally uh, we're uh, talking to black women. So I'm just keeping it real. I may not want to talk to a white, you know, suburbia woman, because I feel like she may not be able to relate to the issues that I have, you know, um, I'm not saying that that's true or not, well, but I'm just saying what are, I, I, I what are some things to kind of like calm those possible If you have someone fears. that you know who is in therapist, maybe like a recommendation from a, a trusted person, 
you, if you're seeking someone, you might specifically, um, you know, look at their bios and, or just, or if you're making a call, just ask, you know, Hey, or state your preference. Like I would like to meet with, um, someone of African American, black American, um, for the cultural relatability. Um, if you actually, and sometimes I understand people don't have that luxury that they're maybe just referred or they're just kind of in a situation where they've met with this person. Hey, if it's not a, a fit and you've given it maybe a couple of sessions, um, it, it's okay. You can, maybe there's other therapists in that agency or just, or maybe they can, the therapists themselves can refer you to someone who would be a better fit because sometimes it's just, you know, we get, it's just not a good fit. And then um, I do feel that that uh, cultural relatability is very important. Also, we, you know, we want to, a lot of us want to, um, um, you know, seek support from people that um, look like us and um, have shared our, our experiences as being a Black American. So, are you, what are some of the common reasons people in our community typically don't seek therapy? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So I, I think the biggest one is just the stigma. Mm. You know, um, a lot of people um, in our community feel that uh, if you're seeking therapy, then you're crazy, <laughs> you know, or, um, you know, it, we'll, we'll pray it away. Like, you know, right. let's, let's just pray mm. and, um, and, and things will be okay. Or, um, you know, just get over it. Like it happened, you, you know, don't um, worry, you know, just pray about it. And, time will go by and, and you'll be fine. So um, that, but uh, having said that, I think also um, just trust, you know, mm-hmm. so, some of us see in our community can see therapists as part of the system um, yeah. who has had a history of mistreating people in our community. So I think that distrust factor could be um, a reason. And then um, lastly, probably just, uh, you know, a lack of resources, if, mm-hmm. especially if you're paying out of pocket um, therapy, you know, it, it can be costly for some. So just not being able to afford it could be a reason as well. Okay. Well, what would you say to those to um, to kind of help them to overcome some, some of those hurdles and at least encourage folks to consider it? Mm-hmm. Possible? So what I would do, um, I would validate their feelings that, mm-hmm. you know, trying something new it can be scary. You know, it, it's the, un- I would also normalize that it can be uncomfortable. I think Sharon spoke to this um, a little bit ago, uh, you know, talking with this, a stranger, specifically if it's a non-black therapist, you know, right. it, that could be um, uncomfortable and, you know, and then you have the distrust in it also. So, um, so if this, if this were the issue, again, I would recommend seeking a black therapist um, and, um, and if it's a cost issue, um, there are scaling programs and then there are some insurances who cover mental health also. But, um, lastly, I would just, I, I would for sure point out after we've kind of gone through the, some barriers, I would point out the benefits of therapy. I mean, for your healing, mm-hmm. you know, resolving issues and then just overall improved functioning. You know, I think that the benefits um, could outweigh the concern. Oh, absolutely. I like to think of it as like you're building your capacity to be able to to grow. I mean, you need to be able to have different tools at your disposal. And sometimes we don't, you know, learn those tools as we're growing up. Our parents didn't give those, you know, their parents didn't give them to them and they didn't give them to us. And it's like, right. 
things have changed, you know, and society is constantly evolving. So we all need to have tools to be able to, um, you know, keep moving forward and not get stuck in kind of those places that are uncomfortable or, you know, kind of keep you from reaching your your full potential. So I, I think therapy is so vitally important to that. Um, and especially you've been trained um, and you're a professional and we definitely, I think as a community can benefit from, you know, working through some of the trauma. I mean, it just, is, it's traumatic to be a black American in, <laughs> in, the, in 2019. Um, so I think having access to, um, you know, tools and resources definitely will do more, more good than harm. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, so we, right. We definitely um, appreciate you and your time mm-hmm. and, and, you know, sharing yeah. all of this, this valuable, wonderful information with us. Um, so thank you. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And, you know, Pam, I also have a question. I was wondering um, when you're in, you know, when you have an appointment, when you're dealing with a client and you realize that there's deeper issues going on um, in actual you know, and yes, I'm not saying that stress um, and um, trauma is not a form of um, mental illness. But what happens when you're dealing with something a little bit deeper, like um, psychosis okay. or schizophrenia? So if, you're, if we're or dealing with um, true psychosis or um, schizophrenia, I think therapy certainly could have um, benefits. But um, I, I think also, um, medication support might be, uh, could be an option also, because therapy, you know, it can, you know, it'll address so much, but if you have uh, a true psychosis or someone's, you know, have, you know, schizophrenia or schizoaffective or something like that, then it's, it, medication can be an amazing support along with therapy. Well, that's a, that's good. Um, good information because it is a spectrum mm-hmm. right you do have the spectrum of support that's needed with different um situations mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so how um can you just like give us some insight on um just dealing with the your particular uh, clientele the diverse families and working um with families of, of color and, or different socioeconomic backgrounds, um, what kinds of rewards have you personally gained from, from your work? I mean, I can, it seems to me like you do some really life-changing work, so. Okay, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm always very um, proud of um, families and, you know, the youth that I work with when they're able to um, work through whatever it is they've um, come to meet me with to, to work through. I, um, it's rewarding in that um, they, they come again, you know, hopeless. It's rewarding that, you know, they leave with some hope. They leave with, you know, um, learning, having some um, coping tools that they, didn't have before and just being able to function because here's the thing I I get um the clients that I work with again once they get to me they are to the point where they're just really not even able to function I do work with more of the higher um higher end um 
hiring uh, clients where they just, they're just really, really struggling. Mm -hmm. So, and, and they do, and, and they do the work. And so that's just uh, really rewarding. I don't take, um, responsibility for, you know, what happens afterwards, although I'm very pleased and, and it's very rewarding for me when they are able to meet their goals and go on and function well. Uh, but I do take responsibility um, for um, the process and helping them getting them to to, to where they are. So um, it really is just, you know, be well. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I'm happy for you, however it turns out. And obviously, we always want it to turn out favorable. But if it doesn't, you know, again, that's part of me setting those boundaries of, um, you know, I, I really, when I know I've put my all in there and I've done everything possibly I can do during the process, then I have no, uh, I have no control over the outcome. Right, right. Well, you definitely are doing mm -hmm. goddess work and you have a goddess complex. My goodness. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> But Pam, how do you know, you know, in keeping your own, you know, self-care when you, is there a point where you feel you know, like you may um, be giving too much, there, I you do, know, of yourself? I'm taking in, in a lot of some energy, of your sessions? you know, different energies, you know, all, all, all day long. And there are times when, you know, I do get uh, overwhelmed, but that's why it's super important for me to, um, to not only um, self-care, but also really strive to be aware of my feminine energy and how it shows up in my life just for my well-being, as well as for the well-being of my clients. So I have to be intentional in being well myself because I do take in all these energies. And yes, it can be overwhelming, but, you know, for, but then I just right. have to be extra intentional in taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. So give us some examples of your personal self-care oh, uh, techniques you know, that you would I, like to share um, with the audience I, I that you exercise. feel like can be super I, healing. I, um, I try to, you know, eat well. Mm -hmm. I, um, I do meditate. I, um, I do, I do my, um, my ritual of, um, you know, my incense and just turning everything off and just trying to, you know, quieting the thoughts and just really uh, being present. And um, so those are, some of the things that I do and it's, and it's really important also to uh, you know have some supportive people around you know to have your village because to to um, you know to talk to or because therapists you know we're human too yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's important to have trusted people that you can go and um, yes. you know um, fellowship with and you know have fun and do things and to um, you know to help you out as well <laughs> This, this is, thank you again, Pam. And um, absolutely, <laughs> I just wanted to um, really commend you for the work that you're doing in vulnerable populations and really making changes because it, it benefits all of us when families are stronger. It really does. So like it, kudos to you. Oh, thank you for that. I, I, I received that. And, yeah. and you're right. It's, it, 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 it takes a village <laughs> and we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, disrupt these generational pathologies within our community. It, and I think does. therapy can definitely be a tool to help disrupt that process and, um, you know, start that healing process. Yes, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Sharon, do you have any other questions or? I don't. I feel like, um, and I actually, Pam, I love how you um, just talked about feminine energy because um, that's one of the things that as women and the, um, and the importance of self-care and uh, taking care of your mental health, um, we need to do that first before we are able to get to the next step in whatever goals that we set for ourselves, you know. And so I love that you know, there's options, plenty of options for um, Black women to reach out there and find people who can help them and just hold a space of healing. Um, that's so that's so important because sometimes that's something that we cannot do for ourselves, you know. And I actually love it when you said that um, because yeah. just in sisterhood, a lot of times we don't even realize that that's what we're doing for each other. You know, it's like, when you're having, you know, that hard time and you're stressing out and you're just talking to, you know, your sister, she's just holding space. She's holding space and knowing that you can get through it, you know, and sometimes, you know, a lot of times that's not enough, but sometimes that is enough. So, you know, fortunately, um, we have people like Pam that when we need something a little bit um deeper than our girlfriends Absolutely. you know return to our therapist <laughs> and help thank you space, you know in our journey thank of you thank, thank you so i appreciate <laughs> him i appreciate your work that you're doing when we're dealing with um trauma and stress and depression and any type of um you know mental health issues um in order to get there because uh the reality of that is something that is not always available to us and when it is available to us, unfortunately, we're unable to um, identify with the therapist. So to have sisters, you know what I'm saying, yep. goddesses that are out there <laughs> that uh, are relatable and um, that looks like you, that that is beyond awesome. So we definitely appreciate you, Pam. And I, I received that. Thank you. Absolutely. You're welcome. Well, I think we are going to end... Um, our conversation with with Pam because we'll just keep going on and on thanking her and edifying all of the great work that she's done and I'm sure she (laughs) (laughs) um but if um if you are out there and you're in need of you know therapy or um a listening ear someone who who's a professional who's licensed um, definitely we're going to put on, out some information and resources, um, so that to kind of help you with your, your journey in terms of finding, like get you on that first step of finding someone at least at the very least, um, just exploring what your options are, you know, that can't hurt. So we, and like I said, um, in some of the other podcasts, we definitely want to be a resource of it or a source of information, uh, for for our community so so with that if there's anything else um, we want to we want to highlight I think we've covered 
a lot. And we're hoping that Pam will come back in the future and share some more of her healing techniques and modalities with our listeners. You know, we'd like to have you um, come back quite a few times. So if you're open to that, Miss Pam. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, thank you guys for having me. Uh, Sharon, Nicole, you guys are doing some amazing things. Um, and it's just an honor to just be a part and, um, you know, provide uh, any support that I can to our, our community. So thank you. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, peace and blessings, everyone. Be good to yourselves. Take care of yourselves. And um, we'll until next week. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Be well. You've just listened to the Goddess Complex podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Find us on the socials. We're on Instagram at Goddess Complex Podcast or on Twitter at Nicole and Sharon. Hit us up. Till next week, goddesses, peace and blessings. Mm.